The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I'm trying not to cough up along. I'm in rainy Palm Springs today. I was in LA yesterday and it was just lovely. And then today, uh, when I came back to Palm Springs, it decided to rain all over me. I hope everyone out there is having a good time and being safe if you're in Southern California, because I know it's pretty stormy. I will say, welcome to the show, Paul. How are you doing? It does. One thing I will say, I really don't want to get into, guys. We've had people ask on social media what what we think about the inauguration. I've had people personally ask me what I think about the inauguration. Um, I think that, as Paul put it, 800-pound gorilla in the room, we're just going to leave that be. We're really not going to get into that. We're just going to talk about entertainment. So one of the things I do want to discuss, we have an amazing guest on today. We, of course, have Dr. Russ, who everybody adores. We're going to be talking about how to get skinny, healthy, thin, and happy. Yeah, sorry. I had to call right back in. I missed everything that you just said. I said we weren't going to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Okay. Hey, I, it, this is, it's got to cool off anyways. I've literally had like you know seven people in my feed say, it's raining. It's as if the sky is crying. So for another time. Yeah, it's it's people, people people need to cool down. I'll tell you what. For everyone that's written in next week, we will talk about it. But for mm-hmm. now, we're simply going to say, I you know, it, it behooves all of us for him to do well. So yeah. if we all give him the support and encouragement he needs, mm-hmm. we all benefit. Like him, love him, hate Very, him. He loves compliments. That's it. So, you know, he's just just feed the ego and maybe he'll do well. We have a really, really interesting guest today. All right, who we got? Judy Oberman. All right. Judy Oberman. She was, is, okay, I'm going to ask my assistant exactly the exact title. She was a correspondent for Fox, and she was the what, Lex? Okay, Alexis can't remember right now. It was a gender something. She was a gender expert on Fox business. On Fox business? I don't know what a yeah Fox Business. She was a gender expert. I don't know what a gender expert on Fox Business does, but yeah, I think she's I absolutely lovely. I spoke. You're talking to somebody who's literally Pardon? giving giving my my cat estrogen, my male cat estrogen. 
So Why are you I'm, giving him alcat estrogen? Uh, apparently he's, uh, he's been fixed. He's got a little back of a testosterone, so he's creaming and was uh, spraying all over the place. So he's very calm now. So he's been fixed with his spraying. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Was that why he was climbing your gun rack? Uh, no, that's just because he's kind of a moron. But, you know. Well, for, for those for those that are writing in and talking right now, gun rack is not a euphemism for what that cat climbed. He literally climbed Paul's gun rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and almost knocked the shotgun off. That could have gone. That could have gone poorly. That could have gone very, very poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. We've got so many people writing in with opinions on the inauguration and everything else. Guys, come on, cut me a break. I have a big mouth, and I'm trying hard. Cut me some slack here. I'd rather talk about Hollywood and everything that's going on in that sphere. What do you think? Now, are you familiar with everything that's going on right now in entertainment? Uh, no, uh, I really should have really studied for this test. Uh, aside from George Clooney, he's about to have twins, that's about it. Okay. Do you know that they are remaking Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Uh, and sense. talking about putting Selena Gomez in Vivian Lee's role as Scarlett O'Hara. Uh, well, a moment of silence for a film that just died. <laughs> well, at, at least that'll put some people to work. I do have to say, I've got my friend Kitty here. She's visiting. She's originally from Mississippi. She's a huge Gone with the Wind fan. She's just walked in the other room. She's walked in front of me, and I can see her miming why, and she's walked in the other room. She looks like she's crying. They, they really are <laughs> looking at remaking Gone with the Wind, and they're looking at remaking Casablanca. Guess who is on the shortlist for Casablanca? Mm. Miley fucking Cyrus. <laughs> uh, Mindy yeah. Cyrus. I'm like, who are they going to put as Bogey? Like, who's who's going to play Humphrey Bogey? Like, really? I swear to God, if Justin Bieber plays Bogey, I'm going to kill myself. Well, don't do that because you know, they've made mistakes before. There was that time in like the early 2000s where Hollywood needed to replace uh, Cary Grant, Charlton Heston, and Michael Caine, and they thought, oh, Mark Wahlberg, all three times. You know, so, I know, I understand that. And, and, and well, clearly Hollywood hasn't learned from its mistakes. When it's, I've got to say, I'm not going to out which studio is doing it, but the same studio is doing Gone with the Wind and Casablanca. But they're revamping it for a new generation with new age, I'm choking, with new age music. Mm-hmm. Kitty, mm-hmm. stop making noise. I can hear my friend Kitty making noises. <laughs> with new age music. So I'm, I'm guessing Kanye is going to be involved. Yeah, I'm sorry, like- you cannot have you, you can't have Selena freaking Gomez standing in. Um, Alexis is standing. My assistant's standing in the background. You're like, but Kanye is a lyrical genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know it's it's bad when your reputation has got you is no longer as a singer. It's as a joke. Uh, when you are famous as a joke. Yeah. I'm just saying. 
you cannot put Selena Gomez in Vivian Lee's role. Uh, yeah, I don't really have an explanation for that. <laughs> Come on, Paul, you're usually the one that defends Hollywood when I get mad at it. Like, I get mad at us, I get mad at our people. You always have something to throw in there to make me feel better and make all the you know people listening that thinking Hollywood's retarded feel better. Make us feel better, Paul. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, no, I think that at this point, <laughs> Hollywood's gone full retard. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that, that's going to be our hashtag today. Hollywood's gone full retard. <laughs> that's, that's all we can do. We're going to get I cannot letters. believe, like, it's... <laughs> We're going to get letters, yeah, probably. But come on. If, I, if you had said Scarlett Johansson is playing um, Vivian Lee's character. I'd go, you know, that's not great, but that's not terrible. Selena fucking Gomez. I know. I know what executive got drunk and fell on his head? Uh, yeah, it could be worse. How? Miley Cyrus is going to be Casablanca. Like, how? Alexis just okay, said she you got me work there. I got nothing it. there. That's, that's, yeah, that's just, like, I don't know. Uh, you know, How dare you redo the classics? You know, I mean, as long as the Jonas Brothers I'm don't cool. star in a remake of Wild Bunch, I mean, what the hell, you know? That would still be better than Selena Gomez as Scarlett O'Hara. You're talking about one of the greatest dramatic roles. They auditioned everyone in Hollywood. They wanted an American actress. They ended up with the English actress, Vivian Lee. They went through hell to get Vivian Lee in the first place. I mean, they auditioned hundreds of women who could not get Scarlett. What it took to get Scarlett the first time. I mean, for Christ's sake, did anyone see the, uh, the, second, the, the second book that was made years later called Scarlet? Even that woman couldn't do it. The only Scarlet is Vivian Lee. Hell, I didn't even know they made a sequel to that. Right. Yeah, they did. It's called Scarlet. It's based on the books. Gone with the Wind is a book series. Uh, Kitty standing next to my friend from the South is standing next to me, sticking her finger down her throat. But that's it. It didn't matter how well they cast it. Who, and the next question, who are you going to replace Clark Gable with? The only, okay, hang on. George Clooney could do it. But if right. they're putting Selena Gomez, right. they're not going to cast just, George Clooney. That just kind of screams Jungle Jim Fever. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. That's, that's bad, but George Clooney could do a Clark Gable role, and he could do it well, and he could make it his own. But you can't cast George Clooney across from from freaking Selena Gomez. So you know we're going to be getting like Zach fucking Efron. He hasn't been oh, doing no, too he's, bad he's lately. I don't see him in the Clark Gable part. But, I, you know. knock, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't knock Zach Efron. All right. Well, you know it's going to be a Jonas brother. Like, come on. You know, does isn't like a member of One Direction in the in uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's new World War Two epic. I don't want to talk about it. That hurts my insides. <laughs> like, what, what is going on in Hollywood right now is killing me. Ever since the freaking... Everyone got fired after John Carter. It actually nearly bankrupted the Disney studio. John Carter nearly bankrupted Disney. Because for some reason, we weren't going to notice that um, Gambit and Wolverine's girlfriend were, you know, the leads here. 
Whatever. So it nearly bankrupts Disney. It wasn't a bad film. It just was poorly advertised. No one knew what it was and no one knew it was coming out. It nearly bankrupts Disney. All the executives get fired. I bet you these executives got together and went, how do we save our careers? We put Selena Gomez as Scarlett O'Hara. These have got to be the same executives that made that decision. Uh, I don't know how those executives still have jobs. They, they don't, so they wouldn't have the power to make that decision. But I am giving a shout-out to my peers here and to my uh, overlords. <laughs> like, this is just a shout-out to my peers and my overlords in Hollywood. Guys, don't do this. You're going to lose your job. Wait, no, please do do this because then I get your job. So, yes, make this movie. I want your job. <laughs> like, you'll, they'll all get fired and we'll all get promoted. That's how I see this going. <laughs> No, we'll probably all get fired too, but it's not my studio, so I'm safe. Thank you, Paramount, for not being completely retarded. <laughs> we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking with Dr. Russ. We're not going to be talking as much about Selena Gomez playing Scarlett O'Hara, which I can say is the second worst thing that has happened today. Um, <laughs> the first, I, I got to say, but, and my first isn't going to be the Trump inauguration that everyone's writing me and complaining about. It really is Miley Cyrus starring in Casablanca. That is the worst thing that has happened today. Just saying. I'm Summer Helene, your friendly neighborhood bad Hollywood bad guy, on with Paul Michael Bowen. This is Behind the Scenes. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Ross. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Hollywood. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin for that beautiful, beautiful music. I always love our epic intro. And before we call on Dr. Russ, I got to tell you guys from the uh, Twitter flurry that we had during the break that I kind of ignored because Paul and I were chatting about actors that could actually pull off the roles. A lot of the actors you guys are suggesting and a lot of the actresses already turned down the role because who the hell wants to step in Vivian Lee's shoes? Just saying. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Russ. Thank you, Summer. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. We were having a nice tirade about uh, Hollywood. They're remaking Gone with Wind starring Selena Gomez. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little that, bit traumatized. And Miley Cyrus is going to be... She can't fill them. And Miley Cyrus no. is going to be the lead in a modernized version of Casablanca with new age music. So at oh, this well, point, I'm ashamed of my peers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't well, agree with this, Ingrid but somebody Bergman needs to be Ingrid Bergman was so good in that role. Gee, I can't, I just my can't imagine it. My question is, who's going to play Bogey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how do you replace Ingrid Bergman with Miley Cyrus? And who in God's name are you going to put as Bogey? Who's, who's playing Humphrey Bogart? Like... This is really one of them. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of write-ins complaining about the inauguration and everything else, but I have to say the worst thing I heard today was Miley Cyrus starring in Casablanca. Wow. That, that, that ruined my day. <laughs> that really <laughs> ruined my day. I think a lot of executives well, are going to get of, fired uh, over that. Of, of airplanes and rainy nights, uh, we're expecting uh, the president, uh, ex-president here, any any time. Uh, um, he's coming uh, to vacate here in Palm Springs, uh, so uh, it's one of his favorite places to come. So, any any minute now, I think he's due. He'll be coming. Well, I'm I'm excited. I love I love President Obama. I think he's one of the more charismatic speakers that we have. I'm more interested to see what he does as an ex-president and see if he does some good with that. I'd really like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. So we had a bunch of questions right in. I know we've gone into uh, movie stuff, and I'm, I'm getting now abusive messages on Twitter because everyone always wants medical cheat sheets, and I get write-ins. I had somebody write in last week asking about a saw they had in a personal area. I, I gave them a link to Planned Parenthood. Um, so, so I'm really trying to control some of these questions, um, but I think you've become everyone's personal doctor. <laughs> so the first question we have for Dr. Russ is, how does depression affect weight gain? Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, preface that question by saying the woman that wrote this wrote in a very long story. She wrote in a bunch of her history. I'm going to share a little bit. She's going through a divorce. Um, she does, she, her children have moved out of the house. She's on her own. She's going through a divorce. Her husband had an affair. I mean, she's really got a lot going on and she's coping pretty well, but she's using kind of food to compensate and she's wanting to know how the depression affects, uh, weight gain. 
Well, it can affect also weight loss. Uh, and uh, it sounds like she has uh, a lot of situational depression, which isn't the same as uh, major depressive dis- disorder. But people who are depressed uh, often have fluctuating weight, in fact. They'll, they'll either eat too much, uh, in, in the case of your listener, uh, comfort food eating, uh, or they, they have... Um, uh, dysthymia or anhedonia, they can't enjoy their food so they don't eat enough. Uh, there, are, there are lists of psychiatric illnesses. What's dysthymia illnesses. and anhedonia? What's dysthymia yes. and anhedonia? You, well, dysthymia you is fluctuating there, mood and anhedonia is they can't uh, enjoy the pleasures of life like eating. So they, they uh, when you're depressed, sometimes you just don't want to be bothered with food because you can't enjoy it. In fact, there are a lot of psychiatric illnesses uh, from eating disorders to obsessive compulsive disease that similarly impact weight. Um, but obesity, um, you know, which is what she referred to, is often multifactorial, so a thorough evaluation is prudent, including lab work to Check the thyroid gland, and uh, so uh, it. Yes, in, in her case, it. it uh, she's trying to comfort herself with eating, and uh, you know that will put on weight. Uh, we, we see that a lot with folks who have binge eating disorder, um, which is the most common cause of now. People being overweight, the most common overweight. eating disorder, I should say. Yes. Now, I do have to say, I have actually a little obsessive compulsive disorder. It makes me great at my job. People use the term OCD, um, you know, when they when they do something a little too much. But I have a very mild case of obsessive compulsive disorder, which makes me phenomenal at my job. I've learned to channel it well, but I I, I do understand that can be very difficult for people to deal with. Um, but if you channel it right, I had a counselor tell me years ago, you can use it to, you know, your benefit or your advantage if you can figure out how. So I, I don't necessarily know how to do that, but I do know in my case it, it worked out well. Um, full disclosure, all three questions come from this woman. She asked me not to read her name and location out. She doesn't want anyone to know. Um, but all three of these questions are from her today, and we're going to be sending her a book because I have to say her story was just heartbreaking. Um, and I will put it up on Facebook for those that want to read it. I did get permission to do that, but I'm not going to disclose her name and location. The next question is, how, uh, how can you combat depression naturally? How can you um, – I think we talked about, like, the uh, electro thing last week, but how can you combat depression naturally? Well, when you say naturally, I assume you're talking about uh, combat without medication, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is psychotherapy. Uh, it's useful and can often lead to breakthroughs. Uh, and uh, otherwise, I may be speaking in platitudes, but uh, soundness of mind, body, spirit um, are all important, as well as to live in the world uh, with other people. Uh, soundness of body comes from exercise, uh, proper eating, adequate rest. Uh, I wouldn't be doing the 
question justice by saying more than that people spend billions of dollars uh, seeking help for, from professionals. Um, and uh, it's uh, certainly a, a broad uh, a broad question. And um, I, I try to focus on good health. And uh, but there are lots of professionals out there um, available to people. Uh, and it's not necessarily just drug therapy, as you were alluding to. We do a uh, a treatment. Uh, it's non-medical. I mean, in that sense, it's uh, natural, uh, and it's specifically for people suffering from depression who are either resistant to antidepressant medications or intolerant of them. And uh, in a recent uh, well-designed placebo-controlled study, 50% of the folks who had this treatment were cured of their depression, and another 25% had significant improvement. So. Um, we we make that available. I mean, too. so this is a good treatment. So this is a good treatment. Yes. Um, I'm I'm going to ask the question she asked: what the best superfood is? But after reading her story, I'm I'm really concerned that she's going to just try and eat that, or just try and kind of go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, Variety is what important. is the best superfood? Well, um, that's actually the best answer possible. Superfood has become a popular buzzword in the language of food and, and health. However, there's really no technical uh, definition that uh, would be used by uh, dietitians and nutritionists. But uh, I think that uh, if there were, uh, if if you were to uh, want the definition. Uh, or if you wanted one food that uh, could supply all the nutrients needed for survival, uh, brace yourself, but it would be red meat. And uh, in other words, you could just eat red meat. And I think my I, vegan listeners just jumped off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but superfood isn't really a... A, a word used by dietitians or nutritionists. It, I think it's synonymous with uh, nu- nutritional value and uh, any food I, that I uh, nature provides off. us is uh, nutritious. We run into trouble when we start eating processed foods. And, and I think that's actually very, very sage advice. Processed food is really terrible for people um i'm i'm going to throw out a bit of advice to her and i told her when when we were writing that she would be the recipient of your book this week she had an amazing story um great i'm I'm trying to find a really nice way of saying this but stop watching dr oz he just got called before congress for you know saying that for superfoods and weight loss and for this and that Talk, talk to a real physician. Talk to Dr. Ross here. <laughs> listen, huh. listen to a physician that isn't being paid by the company to sell it to you. That's that's a big a big thing. Well, that's that was not just the first a side time note. Dr. Oz has gotten in trouble. 
No, he gets in trouble quite quite a fair amount. Um, and a lot of people that have written in have, you know, talked about you and compared you to Dr. Oz. And I said, can we compare him to Dr. Phil? Can we – anyone but Dr. Oz. Don't compare him to Dr. Oz. Let's not do that. But I am going to say everyone pick up a copy of the Palm Springs Diet – you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Author House. Author, I can never remember the name of that one. Uh, well, uh, I'll uh, remind you. It's uh, AuthorHouse.com. And, uh, AuthorHouse.com. And if I may also uh, mention the fact that we'll soon be having uh, a uh, under-the-tongue spray West. Uh, appetite suppressant called the new Palm Springs diet and uh, we'll, we'll let you know more about it as we unroll the product summer thank you for I letting me uh, that. I, I, I know we talked that. about it last week and we had some questions about that and I keep telling everyone we'll talk about it more as you know when, when Dr. Russ is ready to let us know he'll let us know so I'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing all about that um, thank you so much for being on the show. I am going to send a copy, courtesy of Dr. Russ, of his book, The Palm Springs Diet, to you, my listener, secret listener, my I, I don't know what to call you, the lovely woman who doesn't want anyone to know where she is or what her name is. Thank you for taking the time and sharing your story and writing us. And it's really nice to know that listening to Dr. Russ has helped you so much. I will pass your story on to him. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Summer. We'll see you next week. Guys, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Judy Hoberman, president of Selling in a Skirt, international speaker, trainer, coach, mentor, 30 years of everything under the sun. She's been on Fox. You name it, she's done it. We're going to be talking to her when we come back. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. Thanks again to Dr. Russ. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink, in our travels, and in our health. 
Terratech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for Terratech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your friendly neighborhood Hollywood bad guy, Summer Helene. On with Paul Michael Bolin, who you all like better than you like me, uh, who just told me there is a hashtag trending called Not My Cheeto. Um, I really like I really like this hashtag, not my Cheeto. But uh, out of respect to Paul and many of our listeners and viewers, guys, I have to tell you, we're not going to be talking about the inauguration. We're not doing politics. We're doing Hollywood. I don't care how much those two cross over in this election. I would like to welcome to our show Judy Hoberman, president of Selling in a Skirt, international speaker, trainer, coach, and mentor. 30 years in sales, she has the knowledge and sense of humor about how men and women sell, work, and live differently. She can enlighten you on learning how both genders can support each other's success in a more productive way. Her audience, from 10 to 10,000, are engaged with details wrapped in memorable stories that are easily imp- implemented the same day. I, I'm like reading this off, but I got to tell you guys, she was a TED Talk speaker. She's been on Fox She's talked about prejudging people, something we all do without thinking. She has an amazing mission. She wants to help people and her clients specifically live the skirt philosophy. You guys have to hear what this is. It's standing out, keys to success, inspiring others, results-oriented, and time management, all while having fun. She's a very cool lady. I loved being on her show. And she's somebody I respect very much. So Paul and I are going to try and watch our language and pretend that we are well-behaved people. I would love to introduce you all to Miss Judy Hoberman. Good evening. How are you? Good. Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And you don't have to behave. We're excited to have you, Paul. (laughs) We don't have to behave. Paul, we're off the hook. (laughs) We're we're not going to get in trouble. No, I'm from New York, so it's okay. So... Okay, good. Yeah, where uh, Paul, Paul and I go a little Howard Stern sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask your opinion. They are doing a remake of Gone with the Wind, starring Selena Gomez, and they're doing redoing Casablanca with, uh, in a more modern version with new age music, starring, starring Miley Cyrus. Um, I used a lot of bad language to describe my feelings on this, but do you think Hollywood should be remaking these kind of films? I don't think they should be remaking it. It doesn't matter who they're going to put in the roles. I think they should just leave it alone. They're classics. Why do they have to redo them? I mean, really, honestly, why don't you take your children or your grandchildren or whomever to see the originals and just leave it like that? They're wonderful. I think they're crazy. See, I I completely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I love Gone with the Wind. No one's going to match Vivian Leigh and Clark Gable. I don't even know why they're trying. And let's face it, Who's going to play Bogey? I mean, come on. I, I so, can't even, I'm, can't I'm even imagine. <laughs> can't even imagine. That's craziness. 
So I, I'm glad I'm glad to hear we're on the same page there. Um, you you talked on Fox Business. Yeah, I was working with um, somebody in PR, and he kept getting me on to Fox Business News as the gender expert. And really what that means is I talk about men and women, and I talk about how they deal with each other and work with each other. So Fox Business News, whenever there was a story that had anything to do with women, they would call, and I could be on 20 different stations from East Coast to West Coast for four hours. Every, like, 12 or 15 minutes, I would be on another station. So it was a lot of fun, and they gave me that title, and so I decided to keep it. That's a, that's a very interesting title. I was going to have you explain it, but you, you already did. Um, <laughs> now, I know Hollywood Hollywood is one of the worst offenders of the, um, I'm going to call it sexual inequality. Mm-hmm. Women get paid a lot less than men. Um, we're in a lot less executive positions. And we get, I mean, I can't say we necessarily get sexually harassed more because, believe it or not, that's the one thing that that has no gender line in Hollywood is sexual harassment. Everyone gets sexually harassed. Um, but beyond that, it's good to have there, there's a very big divide. Pardon, Paul? It's good to have hobbies. It, it is. It's good to have hobbies. Um, but the gender line in Hollywood runs really deep. Yeah. Um, in, in front of the camera, there's there's a lot of ageism, you know. Um, you can put... I mean, they're putting Selena freaking Gomez as, as Scarlett O'Hara. Why not choose somebody more age-appropriate, just saying. Um, There's a lot of this. What are your thoughts when you look at an industry like Hollywood? You're the expert here. What do you think? I think that it's not just Hollywood, but you see it more in Hollywood than you do in a normal, you know, regular industry. But in Hollywood, they, you know, everything is about beauty and everything is about age, and so they take somebody that's, you know, 18 years old and they turn her into a 50-year-old. And they take someone that's 50-year-old and they turn her into an 18-year-old. Why not just use the right person or, or different races and cultures? They do this all the time. Um, they also are very uh, prevalent in, let's see, how should I put it? You know, like doing favors. If you do me this favor, I'll get you this part. If you do me this favor, and sometimes you're so young and naive that, you don't really think there's anything wrong with it or you don't know how to say no. And that's the hard part. I think that a lot of women, um, and I know you're saying it's men as well, but I know a lot of women are afraid to say no. They're afraid of the person that has all this power that's going to destroy their entire career. However, they're destroying their entire life and they don't even realize it till later on. Yeah, and I, I, think, that's, I think that's bloody accurate. Um, when you when you look at a situation, I, I'm using Hollywood as an example because it's what I'm most familiar with, and I know it's what Paul's most familiar with. But how do we get past that that gap, that divide? It, you know, it's it, it's a little bit and a little bit every single day, and you have more and more women that are speaking out now. I mean, you can watch it in every any um, award show. They're all talking about using the right people, and they're all talking about women of color, and they're talking about women being paid equally to men. So, it, you know, once you have this movement going again, it could change. It's not going to change in the next 10 years. It won't, but it, it, every little bit counts. It's the same thing, you know, you talk about... Um, Women and if if anybody's in the in corporate America, they always do seventy seven, and it just means that women are getting seventy seven cents for every dollar that a man is making. But in reality, the women that are graduating today, that are going into some of the fields that men are making more money in, they're actually making more money than the seventy seven cents. 
they're actually making more money than men. So it, it is changing. It's just going to take time. It's hard. It's really hard, but it, it'll get there, hopefully. Well, as a speaker, I know I've been, when, when we've been doing events and things, when we've needed speakers, I've been told more often than not, find a man. Yeah. You're in a job, you're doing something that is traditionally considered a male role. Yes. Being yes. a speaker, being a leader, being a life coach. How did you get past that divide? You don't get past the divide. They, what they do is they, they'll call you and they'll say they're looking for a speaker. Do you know any men that do X, Y, and Z? And I say, no, but I, I do know somebody really awesome. And, uh, you know, she's a female. And they're like, yeah, but... And then you start to give the credentials or you send a bio or you spend, send your speaker sheet. And then they think, wow, I can do that. But there's more men that are, in, that are speakers. There's 50 times more men than there are women as speakers, and again, it's changing and it's growing and, and more and more women are getting into it, but it's, it's hard. It's like anything else. It's a hard life to have. You know, speaking is sometimes you get paid, sometimes you don't get paid. Sometimes you sell from the stage, sometimes you don't. Sometimes the topic is not anything that you want to do, and then, you know, they trip you up and they say, gotcha, I knew you couldn't do it. You know, so it's, it's that kind of stuff. But if you love what you do, you just keep continuing and you find somebody that, you know, believes in you. What was it like to do TED Talks? That's one of the most popular series now. Okay. TED Talk, my TED Talk was the most amazing experience I've ever had and the most stressful. I mean, first of all, there's, there's rules and regulations. There's things that you can do. There's things you can't do. It's not like you're talking in front of 10,000 people because it's, it's organized that you can ho- only have X amount of people in the audience and you have to stand in a certain place and it has to be about a topic and it has to be something that's a takeaway that, you know, you can educate people. It can't be about what you do for a living. So, I mean, it's all of those things. And then you try to make something that's personal. And when you do something personal, that's a lot harder. That's a lot harder because all of a sudden you're like standing there naked. Because people are seeing right in right into you. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, now your TED Talks was quite popular. I jumped online and had a look. Um, you're you're on YouTube. If people do want to check it out, mm-hmm. it was very very good. And you've got a hell of a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah. It was. And it you was, were talking about prejudging people. Yeah, and because just think about it. You know, when when you get introduced and somebody reads your bio and they say Summer Helene, you know, former Victoria's Secret model, blah blah blah, they already have a, a picture of you. They already have. They're already judging you from just that those words. Okay, yeah, you know. I, I always or, have to tell everyone the Victoria's Secret model was many cheeseburgers ago. It, it doesn't I, I don't matter, have that but, body but that's what I'm saying. It's 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 in a blink of an eye. They've already judged you. They, and they've, that's, that was my, what my story was about, that I have been judged since I'm little. And it's always been about um, you're never going to be good in, at anything other than the fact that you're pretty. And it's a very hard yep. thing to hear. And so, you know, you go through your life and you try to figure things out. But, but prejudging happens to everyone, to everyone. You, if you're going for a job or if you're the recruiter recruiting somebody and they walk in and they're too tall or too short or too heavy or too thin or whatever... <laughs> So somewhere they've judged you. You're not going to be the right person for us. And you don't even know. And that's why I called it the greatest missed opportunity. You don't know who you're missing. It's, so. That's very, very true. Something I do have to say, and a lot of people don't realize this, is being judged as pretty. Or when you're, in, in my case, when I was younger, modeling, and, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of pictures of you. You're a gorgeous woman. 
um, when your value is placed on your looks, that puts an expiration date on you. Without it tells you you can't age. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It tells yeah, and you're you talking that in that industry. Look at the industry you're talking about. You're talking about Hollywood. So there you go, right then and there. That's why women are not treated the same as men in Hollywood because you expire, right? And that's yeah, and that's and that's a hard one to swallow. <laughs> um, for you personally, the skirt philosophy, mm-hmm. standing out, keys to success, inspiring others, results oriented, and time management. Did when when you put this together, did you see it going as far as it did and, and garnering the interest? that it's garnered? Um, Let's say I was hopeful. I was um, cautiously optimistic. I thought that people would remember selling in a skirt more than they would remember Judy Holberman, and that was was my goal. And every time I would tell somebody what I did, they would say, oh, my God, that's so amazing. You're so amazing. But in the beginning, nobody understood what I did, and nobody would hire me. And so... I wrote a book about the mistakes I made when I started my company. One being having no plan. I had no business plan. I was by myself. Who needed a plan? That was one thing. Focusing on my target people. I didn't do that either. Why do I need to do that? And so I wrote a book called um, Famous Isn't Enough. And it's true because you can, people can know your name, but if, if you're not making any money, then what? So um, once I decided that I was going to do things intentionally, and network intentionally and go to places intentionally and meet the right people intentionally and speak the right way intentionally, then things turned around. So in the beginning, no, it was, it was like haphazard. Well, here's the question. How did you find the intention? What made you realize you needed to change direction? Well, when you start to look at your bank account and it's, going down, 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 and then it goes up a little, and then it goes down again, and it goes up a little, I, I had to figure it out. So I, I hired a coach. I've always had a coach, but I hired a business coach, and um, we sat down, and she basically changed my entire perception of everything that I was doing. You know, she would ask me these really hard questions, and, you know, we both cried, and we laughed, and then we came up with, you know, a different game plan, and, and that's what happens. You know, everybody thinks that you're uh, this wonderful person that's an overnight success. An overnight success is 10 years in the making, but nobody wants to admit that, especially on social media. Everything's great. Oh, everything's fabulous. But I'm real transparent. I tell people I sucked when I started doing this. I did. I mean, I spoke great and people loved me, but I couldn't do anything, you know, so. You did know how to turn it into a financial boon. And that's something a lot of people have is they have a talent or a skill and they don't know how to leverage it um, for financial gain. And I know that's not something a lot of people want to talk about. Something I tell people quite often is sometimes you have to work for free to make money. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. to get your name out there to get to get known and to get heard and get seen and get taken seriously. It's very, very important to get that attention on you. But there's a point that you need to be seeing a financial return. Right. So that and that's and that's a difficult one, and historically, um, that's more difficult for women than for men. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't know why. You, I, I couldn't tell you why. Could well, do you, you think you, that? Pardon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no no please please. No, what it I was sounded like you were going to answer what I was. No, what I was going to say is that you know women and money 
it's not about the money. It's about the relationship to the money. You know, there are women that are afraid of succeeding because they're afraid that they're going to make this money. There are women that are afraid of failing because they won't make this money. But it all goes back to when we were little girls and we had this relationship with money. And most of the time it wasn't a good one. If you think back, like your parents would say, money doesn't grow on trees. Money's the root of all evil. You know, it, it, and so you start to think, well, I really shouldn't have that because it's bad. And it's so bad. that's the same reason why a lot of women don't negotiate for themselves. You know, when you get a job and they say, okay, you're going to make $100,000, they say, okay. But a man making, you know, 150000 for the same position would question it. It's just, it's the relationship. It's the relationship with money. It's the relationship with the person. It's all about relationships, good, bad, or indifferent. What advice would you give to young girls stepping not just into the entertainment industry, but into any industry? What could they learn from you? Well, first of all, I would tell them to really know their why. Why are they getting into this? Is it, are they getting into, are they starting a business because they saw somebody else do it and they think they're doing really well, or is it something that they love? Are they getting into going to Hollywood because they, want, they love acting or they love singing or dancing or whatever, or just because they want to be a star? They have to know their why. And once you figure out your why, that's usually where your passion lies. And that's when you find somebody that you can trust that can coach you or mentor you. You don't want to do it by yourself. I mean, you can do a lot of things by yourself and you'll be good. But when you do it with a coach or do it with a mentor, you can be great. So I, I always say don't do things alone. You really don't want to. And it's hard to, you know, it's, it's great if you have a good relationship with your mom or, you know, your dad or a spouse or a significant other. But it's better to have somebody that's totally objective that will listen to what you have to say and you'll listen to them. I like that. We have about five minutes left of the show. There are two questions I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. and then I want you to tell everyone where to find you. What was your biggest success and what was your biggest failure? I would say my biggest success was writing my first book, Selling in a Skirt. Because it really took a lot of the things I've done over 30 years, put it into print, and I sold a ton of them because that's what the, the market was looking for. And so to see your name in print and to be at, when people ask you to sign a book, would you sign a book for me? It, to me, even today, when people ask me to sign a book, I am just like over the moon. So that was my biggest success. We've, we've actually got people on on Facebook and Twitter right now asking where to find your book, can we send them a book? So obviously there is a lot of interest in the book. That's a good thing. Okay. Um, well, that, was my, that was my first. My biggest failure was um, an online program I tried to push out. I've tried like four times to push this out. For some reason, there's something missing. It's the most fantastic course ever. I've done it in person and people love it. But for some reason, Maybe I'm just not the, per- the type of person to um, push my stuff out online. Maybe, maybe I'm better in person. I don't know, but that was my, that's my biggest failure, that I, and I just can't figure it out. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to figure it out. It's like when you have that penny in your checkbook that you can't figure out where it is, and I just sit there, and I go through it, and I find it. That I'll find this. I'll figure it out, but that's my biggest failure. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that your biggest success is your book. Because that really is a big part of what brands you. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, you know, it was, um, it was the first time I actually saw my book in print, I was at a, a conference, and I opened up the box, and there was my book, and I, ju- I started to cry. I thought, oh, my God, I wrote a book. I really did. I wrote a book. 
It's amazing. Great. What advice would you give to young women that want to do what you do? <laughs> call me. Just call me. Let me let me let me give you all the bad stuff, and then I'll give you the good stuff. Don't don't, don't find somebody that's going to oh. tell you that's rose-colored glasses because it's not. It is not. That's not what it is. You're going to have the ups and downs all the time. Everybody thinks it's so easy to be a speaker and a trainer and a coach and a radio show host. It's it's a lot of work. But once you have a system in place, it's different. But it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you have to be patient. You have to be patient and flexible. And you have to put the work in. Oh, my God, yes. Nothing happens. You you know, if you, uh, one of the things I caution people on is if you come to Hollywood because you want to be famous, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you're related to uh, Chris Ka- the Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you if, know, if you're one of her daughters, she's a brilliant publicist. Yeah, she is. She's a she's a wonderful manager. She created things out of where there was nothing. She created gazillionaires. But I used to tell the people that when I was in insurance, people that worked for me, if they wanted to get promoted, I would say to them, "Tell me why you want the promotion." And if the first thing they said was money, I didn't promote them because you don't go in it for the money. If you do the right things, the money's there. But if you go in for the money, it never works. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's very, very true. Tell everyone where they can find you all over social media. Okay, so everything is Selling in a Skirt. So it, my website is www.sellinginaskirt. Um, Twitter is Selling in a Skirt. Facebook is Selling in a Skirt. I also have a regular page that's Judy Hoberman on Facebook. And uh, LinkedIn, I'm Judy Hoberman. Instagram, I'm face, um, Selling in a Skirt. So most everything is Selling in a Skirt. It just makes it easy. Good God, you... You're on everything. I am. I am. And if you email me, Judy at Selling in a Skirt, I actually answer my own emails. Um, I never let anybody else answer them. So if, there's, if you have questions or comments or anything, you know, I'm more than happy to share my wisdom with you. <laughs> so, guys, check out the book Selling in a Skirt and talk to Judy Oberman if you are wanting to get anywhere in business. Ms. Oberman is the right person to get you there. Thank you so much for being on our show. You are so welcome, and thank you for having me. It's no problem. Guys, I'm Summer Helene. That was the amazing Judy Hoberman. You can find her all over social media. And seriously, jump on YouTube and check out, check out her TED Talks. It's really, really interesting. I want to say thanks to Paul Michael Boll and Dr. Russ. And always to Voice America, we love you. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.